welcome to a new episode of A Fire Inside Out, which is the name of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am your host, Ben Hansen. I'm sorry I'm sick. I am so sorry that it has to be on the Black Sales episode that I'm sick. But I'm joined by a super healthy Jeff Cork. Don't beat yourself up. You couldn't help it. I've listened to too much AFI. Some, I could not help it. Some gross up. coworker came, very rude and disrespectful, thinking that he was a hero by coming when he was sick. Yeah. Ta-da. Congratulations, and said, Don't, you dick. You're not being a hero. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. And now it ruined our goddamn AFI podcast. Yeah, but he feels better, so everything's cool. Yeah, it's cool now. Fuck you, Wade. <laughs> exactly. Just the worst. All right. So this is the episode covering... <laughs> A little album called Black Sails in the Sunset. You've been looking forward to this one. I have. Is this, this, the, is, this is your introduction to AFI, right? I wouldn't say that. My introduction was what kind of a scattershot okay. of songs oh, on, that's right. on a the, computer. So it's like, it's really all over the, all over the place. But uh, this is like one of the albums was like, this is, entire album's amazing. Just listen to this one. Okay. And so it, this is kind of getting into, this is the heart of AFI in a lot of ways. Nice. For... Yeah. Old school fans. I'm for sure other people would argue fans. for something else. So but. did you see them live when they were supporting this album? I've seen them sing these songs live, uh, but okay, not, not when the they were supporting, supporting this album, no. So it was probably, okay. I, I have to check the dates and we can do it for the next mm-hmm. recording mm-hmm. Uh, or for the next full album, I guess. But it's either, I saw them, I think before Sing the Sorrow came out, so they would have been on the Art of drowning tour i think but i'll have to double check on that yeah why don't you do that uh but yeah so i have seen them perform a lot of these songs like even when they're on the art of drowning tour this was still very much in the rotation nice because they have a couple classics that even today from this album they cannot get away from oh absolutely we'll okay. get into it but this is a really good album all right jeff cork i'm so excited pity about that cover art though no, i'm just joking it's <laughs> yeah. okay they're really into pirates. That was the trick. Just for like the process of like designing the cover, they were super into pirates. Yeah. And then they got it completely out of their system by the time they wrote any of these lyrics. They're like, you know what? This yo-ho-ho chant chorus is not working. Let's just <laughs> shorten it and modify a consonant. We'll just say go a lot. Or whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there you go. Pirates left for me. All right. So Black Sails in the Sunset, little uh, frame of reference, came out May 18th, 1999. Mm. Uh, it is still on Nitro Records. Davey Havoc, unless my math is terrible, uh, I think he's 24 years old here. Really? God, I think... When it came out, May? It came out May 18th, 1999. Nice. Good times. What huh? a great time. <laughs> it's the best. I was graduating from college around then, I think. And I'm sure... Were you working at a record store, or this is before the record this store? This is before the record store. Do you think anybody you hung out with listened to this music back then? Oh, I bet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I wanted that to go. <laughs> I know, like how far how far removed were you from this type of music in 1999? Is it conceivable that that Venn diagram would overlap? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I had this stupid radio show really? in college that nobody listened to because I think we were on at 5:30 in the morning, prime slot for just to get people out of your hair. Oh boy, was it just a lot of wacky sound effects? No, very little. We didn't have any sound effects. Was it genuinely good? Do you have any recordings of that? Oh no. I don't. Re- I don't have any recordings because now you've turned into a real boisterous broadcaster. Just the oh my god, my enthusiasm is dripping over. Over. Yeah. Were you trying to play it cool back then? No, we were just having fun. Oh, what kind of fun? Well, here's something wacky we would do. Yeah. People would call in, and they would say what song they wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and we would play it on the radio. Did you make jokes? Ah, uh, sometimes. Did you ever get any feedback from anybody on that show? Um, one guy called, excuse me, and said that he liked it. 
<laughs> so there you go. Fantastic. Super popular. That sounds really good. Yeah, because you want to listen to college radio at 5.30 in the morning in Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> Pretty great. It's all I listen to. Yeah. My iPod's filled with it. Um, but I went back and tried to find some old interviews mm-hmm. uh, with AFI from this period, like I got in touch with the folks at AFI News Headquarters, which is like one of the biggest uh, AFI kind of fan sites, mm-hmm. asking for like good interviews around 1999 or just like any insight just I could get. Just a nugget. Just a nugget that would kind of like help explain this small curvature in the, the course of the band artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really not much out there. Like this guy sent me two YouTube videos where it's like, you know, somebody with a shitty handheld camera backstage at a show for five minutes with Davey mm-hmm. uh, just trying to get some answers out of him and every every single interview they ask him what the band stands for uh-huh. I feel so sorry for those guys and what does he say he says and he's like well you know there's been some confusion in the past like we had you know the mailing address was asking for it and yada 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 so it's all over the place but it is a fire inside huh. we released the EP for Christ's sake that's good he had a good line though where he said that apparently in Japan a lot of people in Japan were convinced that the name stood for Aggressive, Furious, Intense. Wow. Which is almost a better band name in Knights the Japanese and kind of service, way. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but some more insight from those interviews around 1999. At this point, the entire band lived together in the same house, apparently. Hmm. Cute little uh, environment. Yeah, I doubt they still do. Yeah. But you never know. Probably not. Um, but also, it was interesting seeing those interviews just because everybody already was like hounding Davey Havoc for like, Hey, you guys have changed. Yeah. Like, uh, shut your mouth and open your eyes was really good. And your earlier stuff was really good. And like, it seemed like people appreciated black sales and the music that they're going for, like the tone, mm-hmm. but still everyone was like, why are you guys changing? What's happening to your band? What's causing this? And Davey was just like, ah, oh, we don't want to play the same music over and over again. Yeah. And the guy brought up like, Oh, uh, what about like serial wars? Don't you ever want to sing songs like that anymore? And Davey was like, he specifically cited, and this made me feel really happy. He's like, no, well, Serial Wars was a long time ago, but like, if you look back on that, like, the song like Brownie Bottom Sunday is not too far from where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I remember we pointed that out. Yeah. And um, we covered the first album. So it's nice that Davey Havoc backs us up. Um, and he had an interesting take on it, too, where Davey Havoc said that the lyrics have always been pretty aggressive and angry, which yeah. we've noticed, but that musically the band has always kind of sounded so fast and kind of upbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he says like with this album as the way Davey Havoc sees it, it's like the lyrics and the music are kind of fully aligned mm-hmm. uh, for the first time where it's like, yeah, the music isn't necessarily angry anymore. It's more poetic and melancholy, I guess, or also kind of rallying. Yeah. Um, but then the music is in line with the lyrics. Right. And fortunately um, he's no longer singing about moms and jocks. No, as well, far some, as I can tell, there's some moms coming up later, but very few jocks reference. Yeah, because um, here's the thing: as always, I don't look up the lyrics. Oh sure. Oh, yeah. you must have had a tough time with this album. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> very tough. Sure. So you're just going off the music alone, and um, the syllables that he is singing and uttering. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way I recommend to listen to music for everybody. But listen to this to album us. a ton. But it's one of those like, unless you had a an ear for the way that mr david havoc sings yeah it would be impossible to decipher it on your own i think oh it's so tough and this is the first album like it's been tough in the past but with the amount of screaming that he's doing on this album mm-hmm. there are certain songs in particular where it's just fully impossible yeah to understand what he's saying and looking up the lyrics mm-hmm. it's just like how the hell is he sc- like cramming these words in right. here and that's also one of the things 
I mean, if you listen to AFI and you have like the lyrics pulled up, you really notice, and I'm sure this is a certain, uh, certain respect for like every band, but with AFI, you can really notice just like how much he's trying to squeeze lyrics into the music. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, if we can just get four words in this section here and then squeeze this one over here. And it just, it sounds so pigeonholed and kind of pretty. Yeah, those, that, that song, like lyric construction where it's like, I'm the guy uh, who with which in, like, just all the phrasing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, going back to Davey's interviews this time, like he did mention that like, yeah, no, this is like what we want to be playing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and then he mentioned that, like, yeah, even the first two albums, those were just compilations of kind of older stuff. Right. Which is an interesting framework. I never really, I think we kind of suspected it, especially with the first albums. Like, we just want to get it out the door. But that second one, I mean, it's interesting that he's just basically saying very proud of you. It was also just kind of not exactly B-sides from the earlier recording mm-hmm. days, but they were all kind of bundled together because those two albums are so similar. Yeah. Um, but that, like, Shut Your Mouth is where they first really stepped out there musically. Mm-hmm. And this uh, this album is the first with Jade Puget on guitar yeah who i don't think you'd like him why if you watch interviews with him it's it's tough because like there's one youtube interview from 1999 with uh davy and jade and davy is a super nice guy at least on camera mm-hmm. um and he's always kind of boisterous and kind of says, oh i don't know oh gee thanks wow it just has like a ton <laughs> of energy it, like it does not fit uh his lyrics at all which we've right. talked about before but it's he's fun to watch i think he's articulate he's, he's great he's positive uh jade just i don't know he's just kind of smug he just kind of leans back like yeah i guess so he just strikes me as a little bit whiny and prissy but with the introduction of him uh comes a whole new sound for the band yeah also just to pull in from the big wigs mm-hmm. before we get diving through each individual track here mm-hmm. like neil strauss from the new york times they wrote um a feature not very big but a feature on afi when sing the sorrow came out and in that feature he mentioned that like uh, Black Sails in the Sunset was the band's artistic breakthrough. Uh, and he says that this is when Davey Havoc developed into a singer and songwriter of substance. Wow. He finally broke through that wall. It's going to be tough for me to criticize this album. Okay. Like, it's very I'll, much... I'll help you. Okay, please, there please. There are a few entry points. That yeah, get yeah. This going. And I, I have some things to bring up, certainly. But, like, it just... It's tough because I listen to it and it's like, well, this is just classic AFI. Like, this is the music I know super well. But I need to constantly remind myself to put it in the context of where we just came from mm-hmm. with Shut Your Mouth and even a Fire Inside EP to constantly like have that on one side instead of just like seeing it as the pure hardcore old AFI that I really used to enjoy quite a bit. Right. Okay. So this album starts out with an introductory song called... That's, that's the best way to put it, actually. Yeah. It's called Strength Through Wounding. Uh, it is, and it's weird to call it a classic, but it's a super important one for AFI just because before every show and like when they're waiting for the encore yada 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 people will always shout you know through our bleeding we are one which for years i thought was you are bleeding we are one but mm. it's less aggressive than that it's just through our bleeding we are one and so musically this song is not amazing like i actually think keeping out of direct sunlight from shut your mouth is a better introductory song i know you weren't too hot on that one uh but this one it's like it is a classic and it's tough to criticize just because the chant has become so synonymous with AFI. Okay, not having seen them live, yeah. I cannot experience that with you. Yeah. But let's listen to it for a second. Sure.
short little tune. I just imagine <laughs> he's standing on a turntable wearing a Dracula cape. And when that gong is running, <laughs> yeah. he like it the platform spins. Mm-hmm. And he's he's wearing some ghoulish makeup. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Oh, you've seen AFI live then. I in my dreams. Perfect. No, but it is exciting. Like when he times it perfectly so that he walks on stage just for that part where he can mm-hmm. sing and the entire crowd is just erupting with throat bleeding where one. Yeah. And, and so it's like probably the least impressive song on the album, but I can't fault it because like criticizing it's just like criticizing the concept of applause for an AFI fan. It's like, well, this is just a thing. This is just yeah. a thing that you do. Uh, this is like a really good intro song. Oh, sure. Which you have to separate from being a really good song. Right. Because this one, you're like, okay, I see what's going on. Oh, this part's kind of corny, but it's like kind of gets you excited for yeah. what's next, hoping that it'll get better. Yeah. I, I And anyone who says that this is their favorite album, there's, yeah. that person doesn't exist, right? This song is their favorite on the album? Oh, no, no. Unless like they're super into just like the communal aspect of it. Somebody could have that abstract idea. Yeah, but. that chant sounds really like it would be a great, like is that opener for a show. Right. And I'm sure that it would be super fun. But no, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's barely a song. Yeah. But that's just strength through wounding. That's to get us into the action. And mm-hmm. I actually think the next song, oh, God damn, I'm going to have to say the name of this song. But the next song also serves as a great introduction, a mm-hmm. much better introduction to the overall new tone of AFI mm-hmm. than strength through wounding does. And so here we go. This is Proferia Cutania Tard. This is the I'm sure you nailed it. This is the problem with <laughs> liking AFI is like you always want to talk to your friends about these songs and it's like, ugh. You have to yeah. talk to a medical student. Yeah, exactly. So I actually did look it up and it is just like a skin disease or something. Yeah, it's it, eczema. It's associated with that. And there's also like a component that could cause like hallucinations. Oh, so it makes it more hardcore? Yeah, I guess. Because okay. just if singing about eczema isn't particularly interesting, is it? No. As you noted with this album, when you first downloaded it on your phone, you're like, oh, looks like AFI bought a thesaurus here. <laughs> Yeah, especially in the early part of this album. There's a lot of songs. Oh, there's like a trifecta for sure. Yeah. All right, let's listen to this. Yes. All right, let's let's listen to Prophyria. See, that, that song is completely badass. Yes. Okay, it, it, That is like when it actually, you get past that first hump. Right. Which fortunately is like a minute and a half or something like that. You right, know, so. right. But yeah, this song is just f***ing great. And it also has the rallying aspect of strength <laughs> through wounding, yep. but in a much more aggressive and fun way. Yep. And then it has even has like the kind of weird breakdown thing that they really like to do. Here we go. Can you say one sentence or like one line that's in this song lyrically? Because this is really, really tough to understand. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. Uh, Yeah. Super fun. Also, like the end when he kind of actually, he does actually get easier to understand when he comes back in out of the breakdown. Uh, When he starts going, like, hang on, let's bring it up. (laughs) 
do we go? There we go. But I do love that oh, bass line going nuts. Mm-hmm. But I love that as an introduction to their new sound. Uh, ending this first real track just with the lyrics of like, where do we go? And then it's like, ah, the darkness calls. Yeah. Like, that's just like the weird back and forth that they have. Uh, Jay does a lot of the backup singing in this section and whatnot, too. But yeah, I, we, you talk about this like being a turning point for the way that they sound. Yeah. And to me, this seems like what they were always kind of going for. This is what they wanted to sound this like. This is what they wanted to sound like. Because, I mean, elements of this have been there from the very beginning. Right. Like hardcore drumming. It's got that. Right, it's right. Got, it's got the chanting. It's got the breakdown got at around breakdown. a minute. And then they come back in about a minute 30. Yep. And it's got his, like, it's kind of the, the edge has been uh, sanded off a little bit, but it's got his, like, screaming kind of at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just a great song. Awesome. I'm glad you're on board for Black Sail so far. Yeah. All right. Next song, Exsanguination, everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, fun fact. It's the action of draining a person, animal, or organ of blood. That's why he's wearing that Dracula costume. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, this one, it feels like Davey powering up after the last song. So let's just kick it right off here. This is him looking out at the audience, getting angry, getting ready to go Super Saiyan or something. Eyes narrowing. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I yeah. Think we got a complete taste of that, so good, good job <laughs> with that, Hanson. Yeah, thank you. We'll come back in. We'll come back in in a little bit. Okay. This is when like, he says, like, hang on, I think it's coming up here. Okay. That part right there, he says, like, what have we become? Uh-huh. It always sounds like he says big toe to me. He's on your big toe. <laughs> I've always heard that as big toe, and I know it's incorrect. But also the thing that always stands out to me about this song is, like, I think it's a cool song. But the chants that start right here, it always just sounds kind of clumsy. I mean, it's fine, but it's, I mean, so far with Black Sails, it's just weird to have that clean of backup vocals just in that big of a group mm-hmm. chanting that similar thing yeah i don't know that, that always just kind of struck me as a little bit awkward in the actual song i bet when they were recording it they had headphones but it was only on one ear and their other their finger that was like inside their ear doing that thing oh yeah yeah totally did he take voice lessons like oh le- interesting. legit question because i think this one really like oh he's he's actually singing here too yeah because in the past he's Sing. Right. Which is just being a little more melodic than yeah. usual. Yeah, here's a good example. Like this? Yeah. Yeah, I would also like to know that. Because he does, It's he sounds so much better in Black Sails than any mm-hmm. other album. Do you like his uh, singing voice? Yeah, it's nice. Do you feel like you're hearing it for the first time in Black Sails then? I think hearing it prominently and repeatedly, for sure. Okay. Before yeah. it's been like, uh, here's something embarrassing from my bag of tricks. I hope <laughs> you like it. We'll do some chants after. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. You can sure. tell he's definitely, like we talked about this before, definitely owes a great debt to Glenn Danzig. Oh, for sure. Man, there was a weird interview that I saw with him. I want to say it's from like, 2003 or so so we'll get to it later i took notes on it but apparently 
he said that people claim and that other member of the members of the misfits claim that they wanted him to come sing uh, like to go on a misfits tour hmm. with him singing uh and he says he doesn't remember the phone call at all, but mm. that the, the other band members in the Misfits like definitely said, like, "Yo, we totally called you and asked you, and you said no thanks." Like, I'm devoted to AFI. No, oh, wow, uh, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But uh, he also said that, like, yeah, if I don't remember that call, but I assume I said that I'm devoted to AFI, and also like the only way I would ever do that is I would need handwritten permission from Danzig. Mm-hmm. Like that is the only way I would ever try and fill those shoes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it definitely stands out. That his voice has improved quite a bit. It's got so much range in this album too. Yeah, like every single definitely. song sounds so different, mm-hmm. but it definitely reaches a like pinnacle of like the Davy Havoc scream and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, next song. Here you go. Deep this, breath. Oh, this is one of those that I talked about a lot as a kid, and is like, yeah, well, I really like Malleus Maleficarum. Uh, <laughs> it's the first song. So, uh, looking it up, like. Actually, I should ask you, what do you think this song's about? Did it did a theme strike you since you didn't read the lyrics? Uh, he says, go. Look <laughs> in the chorus. Perfect. All right. And this actually, it helps me out because I absolutely love this song. Mm-hmm. But when you read the lyrics, it yeah. actually lessens it a little bit for me. Uh, just the idea of like, oh, it's kind of like a weird themed song. And it's not. Uh... You can make the case that, you know, it's drawing an analogy between what it's about and mm-hmm. their current lives but it's a song about uh burning witches and it's like first person perspective of somebody in the witch trials being mm. burned um it's first song I, I think that was written by jade and so the actual name alias maleficarum was a treatise on the prosecution of witches written in 1486 mm. uh, by a german clergyman and so once you know that witchcraft angle i'm curious what you think of it but even like the way that the symbols sound at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just overthinking this, but like it kind of has a cool, like, singy, burning aspect to it. Yeah, you're overthinking. Oh, am I really? Like, listen to it again. Like, it has like a high pitched hiss. So cool. tough not to just listen to these entire songs why isn't this podcast just putting out the entire black sales album <laughs> if you're so much better yeah so the beginning yeah i could once i the first time i heard the song yeah i was like oh this is like that tenacious d song from the original like the original hbo show okay which one the one where he <laughs> he says you know that kyle took a bullet for me right now i have to rock for three yeah G and me don't forget about tenacious d <laughs> sure. so start over again and think about that Okay, like from the very beginning? Yeah. Here we go. Same beat? Yep. All right, the mashup's coming. Kyle took a bullet for me. Now I got to rock yeah. the three. All right. KG and me. Don't forget about the nation's All right, sure. Yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about the entire time I was... I'm jealous of you that you get to have like these new connections to AFI where like you get to listen to it and be like, oh, this sounds like that. Mm -hmm. Because like even like, oh, this sounds like the Pixies guitar. It's like, well, 
it's always just sounded like AFI to me. Uh, and so it's nice to have a fresh perspective. I mean, like, oh, it actually sounds just like this. And yeah, we, it's, we, a, it's a super deep, <laughs> tenacious decode. I would argue that this song is the first great song on Black Sails. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the kind of leap that third season was for Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Okay. Uh, to me, it stands out quite a bit as having a lot of variety packed mm-hmm. in there. Did you enjoy this song? Yep. I wrote down three good ones in a row. All right. Yeah, I always like the line, uh, just so you have the context. He says, with growing pride, I'll wear my scars. I'm honored by your hatred. Coming up here, but I just love the way he kind of swings it. Honored by your hatred is a cool line. Uh, would you like to know the lyrics, Cork, so you can get the full witchcraft thing in your mind? Let's do this. Open my eyes as I submerge, and I won't deny what I've been since birth. Mm-hmm. I'll die drowned by your standards, breathing the life of the summer's death as the orange and red breathe their first breath. So welcome as they're burning through. We all begin to burn. Autumn's flame dances in my eyes, set alight for all we've learned. My ashes falling. My skin is singed, but it heals my heart. With growing pride, I'll wear my scars. I'm honored by your hatred. Yada, yada, yada. You get you get the idea. You get the witch's thing. So she lived through the drowning, right? She rose again like a phoenix from the ashes uh-huh. uh, to become Davy Havoc's mother. Oh, my God. I think that's how that works. Did they burn male witches? Warlocks? Yeah. Did they burn the warlocks? I it, don't know. Okay. They just like covered them in like slime from Nickelodeon and called it a day? Probably not. Okay. Well, teach their own. I like that this song could have ended around here. Go. This could have been the end of the song, but it goes for the whole new yep, angle. It's great. Yeah. Also, it's great just because it shows off Davy's range because you get to hear him building up from speaking to screaming. Yep. I always thought that was also, it's not a big difference, but I always thought it was ashes fall and we are all right, but it's and we all arise. So if Davey ever forgets how to sing like this and how to scream like this, I feel like he just needs to listen to that part of this song mm-hmm. and he can kind of follow his own me, 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 me and kind of go through the entire process again. No, if he forgets the lyrics, you just say ashes fall and then you point the microphone at the crowd. Oh, they would love it. They would love it. They would be like, We're up. part of this too. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other thoughts on Malleus Maleficarum? I like that song. There we go. All right. Narrative of Soul Against Soul mm-hmm. is the fifth track on Black Sails. Just so you know, you can't really hear it, believe it or not, because it's an AFI song. But the lyrics of this song start out with, to the wounded, mm. colon. And then the rest of the song goes on about being to beaten down in life colon. and don't be scared of life. It's actually kind of an interesting song lyrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that it's the first song lyrically that's kind of a notch above the rest of Davy Havoc's work. So this is the frustrating thing. I, I feel, uh, feel the same way about like early REM, mm-hmm. where you have someone who's writing occasionally interesting lyrics, right? But we can't even blame the production this time. Like with old REM, it was just so buried in the mix you couldn't really understand what Michael Stipe was singing. Sure, but and he was kind of mumbling too. Right, right. But here you can like he's spitting this stuff out. 
Mm-hmm. You can catch like, oh yeah, he's he is singing English technically, although I don't really understand. Well, that's where it gets tough too at live shows because like you know these songs by heart, but it's like learning, I don't know, a Chinese movie by heart. You know, like without oh, subtitles, where it's like, like phonetically exactly. You that's exactly it. You know the AFI lyrics phonetically, so you're fine at a show because mm-hmm. you know the rhythm and whatnot. But like. If somebody put a gun to your head and say, what are you actually saying right now? It's like, I don't know. So it is like this weird, it's like a secret language that twins have. Yeah. All AFI fans are able to speak in Davy Havoc tongue. If a gun is pointed at their heads, geez. That's right. Sorry. Is that part of the show? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, so let's actually listen to Narrative of Soul Against Soul. So just for the full breakdown there, what you're saying is to the wounded colon. I've seen the self image that they've forced you to reduce to shattered glass with the only remaining value lying in its jagged edges. But the few who weren't waking for a wait, waking for await the recognition, no fear of death, but with fear of life, your weakness kills everyone. So live. Mm. Uh, it's a uplifting little tune. What's interesting is I think this is another turning point for the band. Yeah. Is that in older stuff, he would have been singing about to me. <laughs> yeah, that's and a good point. I have it hard. I had broken glass on the chair or whatever. Right. There's still some that were directed and kind of being trying to be uplifting and kind of communal, but definitely this album's much less self-centered. Like, yeah, it seems like as they're getting old, they they're going well. I can't get mad about what happened in high school now because it's just absurd. Right. It was a and little while. Ago. Life is probably getting better. Yep, in some yeah. Ways. Yeah. So. I would certainly imagine. So now you, but you look out at your audience, and presumably it's a younger crowd. So yeah, so he's just writing for them now instead of writing for himself. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, another article I read online. I'm sorry, I don't remember what it is, so I can't cite it. But it's a pretty simple observation, but I do like it. Where he said that, like, you know, very proud of you. The songs, like the overall tone, was kind of jokey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shut your mouth. It was just aggression, and then with Black Sails, it becomes poetic. Yeah, uh, that's like the overall shift. It's like, well, it's simplified, but totally. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a reviewer called Narrative of Soul Against Soul um, a sequel to Single Second, which I can see with the mm. chorus uh, bouncing back and forth. But I just want to highlight this one spot because this is like, with the introduction of Jade on guitar, mm-hmm. there's this one spot here where it's like, oh, it's just the this most- This a great chorus. Yeah, it is really good. You just heard the tail end a little bit there. Actually, let's jump back and just listen to the chorus. There is the chorus. Could use more Nick 13 and backup vocals like single second had, but it's got some vibrato going on there. Yeah. But, but with Jade in the band now, this guitar here is just as classic as you can get for AFI. Mm-hmm. All right, bye, Davey. <laughs> yep. This is four good songs in a row. All right. They're on a hot streak. I like those odds. 
Next song. Clove Smoke Catharsis. Ben Hansen, I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you ever smoke clove cigarettes? No. Uh, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Really? No, never. My dad, he, we, we were a poor family, but mm-hmm. he made this crazy deal with me when I was in like ninth grade. And he said, if you can make it through all of high school without smoking a single cigarette, I will give you $1,000. Mm. Like, done. Yeah. Just because like, He's battled with quitting his entire life type of thing. Yeah. My mom has too. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I wasn't even interested in it. Done. And then I just kept that ball rolling. I don't know. You seem like a cool guy. Did you smoke for a while? No, not like habitually. How many cigarettes have you smoked in your life? Uh, Probably 20. Okay. Are you glad you did that? Yeah, because clove cigarettes are awesome. Why? Because uh, I smoked so infrequently that it would just knock me on my ass. What's the... I'm a complete idiot mm-hmm. with clove cigarettes. What is the appeal? What what are they, they all about? They smell nice. What kind of nice? Uh, Cigar nice? Eh, kind of along the same lines. And the the little filter area mm-hmm. is coated with a sweetener. So it's sugary cigar Yeah, I would say. Why doesn't everybody just smoke cloves? Because uh, they're kind of a, a sissy thing to do, I think. Oh, really? I don't know. It's kind of like flavored hookah. It's like, like maybe yeah. it's like an art school thing. Okay. Like or like that. a Davy Havoc type of thing. A Davy Havoc. You, he doesn't smoke these though. No, no. But the people he Never. witnessed would have a cathartic experience from smoking yeah. cloves. This song I never liked uh, as a kid. It's not that I hated it, but it's like if I had to skip one song on Black Sails, mm-hmm. it would probably be this one. Um, you know, it's a lot of Davy singing. It's kind of him going for... A little bit of a ballad, but I feel like it's kind of weird because it kind of steps on God Called and Sick today mm-hmm. as far as like the big singing song of this album. Yeah. But here's here's the beginning just to refresh your memory. As I try to scale Am I nuts for not being a crazy fan of this song? This song is, as I wrote, combo breaker. <laughs> this just totally Perfect. ended the streak. This is uh, basically a Pearl Jam song. Oh, interesting angle. Yeah, I could see that. Eddie um, Vedder would probably kill it. Uh huh. And it would be great for him and everything. I would never listen to it if I could yeah. avoid it. But the interesting twist on this is coming in around two minutes twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a guest singer. Were you able to pinpoint who that was from the sound of it? Let's hear it. But it is Dexter Holland from mm. The Offspring. Yeah. And so you got to wonder, like, I know, I mean, he's involved with the label. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's like, was it he involved more in this song and the actual creation of it? Or is it just like, hey, I have this one kind of singy ballad. Why don't you come in and join in Can, for a just little help, duet? Help me. <laughs> Help me convey this. But the overall feeling with this song is like, I think this is a really fun album. Mm -hmm. And this song just isn't fun. It isn't entertaining. Like, it's nice when he kind of kicks into a screaming voice a little bit. Yeah, it's one of those where I'm like, oh, I liked it kind of better when I couldn't understand what he's singing about. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So uh, Dexter's coming in soon here. Once you know it's Dexter, you can't unhear it. Okay. (laughs) 
seriously, this Pearl Jam song. I don't know if Dexter has ever sang whoa, whoa, whoa before. It's new ground for him. Yeah, that's, I never would have guessed that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. His distinctive whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Belt it out and keep them separated. Yeah, there we go. Great. But what's weird to me about this overall song is the idea of like it being a duet, but a duet that doesn't start until 2.20 into the song. Mm-hmm. And then like later on, Dexter comes in and actually sings the chorus with him and whatnot. But like who delays a duet that much? David Havoc. David Havoc. Like, imagine if, like, Summer Nights from Greece is just, like, uh, Danny talking about <laughs> fooling around down by the dock for, like, two minutes and 20 seconds, and then the Sandy comes hey, in. Hey, here's proof. Here she is. <laughs> Here she is, everybody. It's Sandy. All right, here's the part where Dexter actually comes in and sings the okay. chorus. We get it. You're cool too. Don't worry. But it, mm-hmm. see, hearing those two voices side by side, it just drives from how awesome Davy Havoc's voice is during this period, yeah. and how like kind of cartoony Dexter Holland is. <laughs> this song is a total bummer. <laughs> like, seriously, Not like just lyrically, you're, but you're just listening to this album, yeah, is getting better and better, right? And then it's just like, oh, this one's for nobody. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I, I agree. But at least this song is different. This like, would be a great hidden track. Yes. As much as I hate hidden tracks. Right, right. This would be perfect because I would never have to listen to it. It definitely feels like if they didn't have God Called and Sick today, this you could have even ended the album on this song. Mm-hmm. But as it stands now in the middle of all this other fun music, like just just cut it out, man. Yeah. You don't need it. You got a great album. No. Speaking of great album, uh, the next song is Prayer Position. And it's just like, it is a good kick in the groin back to rockin' uh, after close <laughs> mark. <laughs> what? You're coming down on prayer position? Yeah. All right, let's just let's just start it out here. Okay. Now, the only possible argument i'd have against preposition is that it's kind of redundant and it repeats some of the tropes that they established earlier about like hey rally in the crowd and whatnot uh and kind of building the community mm-hmm. uh, but the lyrics of the song actually go beyond building a community and it's talking about building a whole new species but here's oh. here's the chorus which i love I love Jade in the background. Oh, let's pray. <laughs> and there's one part I have it mapped out here, so I'll play it. But where he goes, like, he goes, pray, yeah, we'll pray, yeah, yeah. And it just sounds so stupid. I wish I could, like, I wish I had the master track so I could hear him just screaming about praying. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's your beef with this song? What's your take on it? Well, apparently I'm only able to compare things with um, music from the 90s. Yeah, no, that's appropriate. This is, uh, this is totally like Mother's Milk era chili peppers. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. Because I don't really like yeah, sure chili peppers. I a mean, lot. did did you did the 
chorus drive home to you? Like, that was a weird thing of listening to this song and actually, like, having to take notes on why I uh-huh. like it. It's like, for the longest time, I forgot that, like, oh, yeah, the line, in the distance is a gathering that no longer seems so far away. Like, mm-hmm. I love that line. And it's just like, well, that's just standard AFI, but I have to wind it all back and note that that is a cool So how does the chorus, chorus begin? The... Lyrically? Yeah. Can I tell you what I hear? Yeah. I hear, and I know this is totally incorrect. Hey, soul sister, would you get over here? Oh, like, hey, soul sister, would you get over here? Like that? Yeah. It, uh, I wish I could hear something better. It's just, no, it's just, and in the distance there's a gathering that no longer seems so far away. Push to our knees to so let us pray, and all together we'll bring the real rain. Okay, that's way Watch better. all that's wasted, wash away, so let it come. Mm-hmm. Our will be done. And this is also the most Christian-heavy song so far. Uh, is that like a theme for them? Well, it certainly seems that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I would love to talk to AFI to figure out like who had the most Christian upbringing. Like mm-hmm. maybe it is just Jade went to Sunday school or something. That's why this is all kind of being injected now. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've kind of flirted with it in previous albums, but nothing that really hits as hard as this album in general and then Prayer Position in particular. I mean, I guess the title of the song kind of gives it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this Jade line's coming up. We're at the prayer that I really love. Yeah. <laughs> That's really dumb. Speaking of prey, what do you think about this? Social media Lay etiquette on me. expert Jeff Cork. Okay. My uh like youth pastor. Yeah. Because I didn't I, I was raised an atheist or whatever, but like in eighth grade I or started whatever. going to church. And the youth pastor, I'm friends with him on Facebook, mm-hmm. and he posted this <laughs> picture of himself on an airplane. He like took a selfie on this airplane, giving a thumbs up, uh-huh. and then he said yeah, got the whole seat row to myself. Thanks be to God. Really? That's what he said, but like with a thumbs up. And so it's weird because it, it's just like a jokey Facebook post, which kind of diminishing God in the course of it. Yeah. It's an odd angle or like, oh, praise be to God, I think is what he said. I hate that. It's it's like when people thank God for some stupid sporting event or sure. worse yet, like there's a terrible tragedy and the one person who lives is like, God has a plan. It's like, oh yeah, he wanted all those kids to burn to death while you just fumbled your way but out this of that is, building. But this is a different level because it could be seen as jokey. Like imagine like, you know, you're you're playing Tetris and you get like a long one. You're like, oh, praise be to good Lord. You know, if like you were a youth pastor, you'd be like, how are you supposed to take that? Like, are you serious about that? Is I he a funny guy? I don't know. He's lighthearted. Lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's who farted. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, I didn't. All right, never mind. But prayer position. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great rally song and one that like I didn't appreciate for a while. I don't think on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to it, I I love the chorus quite a bit. Interesting. I like it more now that I understand because that whole hey soul sister thing sucked. Hey, sister soul sister. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. I'm like what the f- are you thinking about that? Perfect. Cool. Um, so what's weird about prayer position? Mm-hmm. I guess is it's the lyrics are interesting and so the overall tone is like you know hey uh we are going to okay so the lyrics are literally now comes a call for all to find a brand new evolution here begins a brand new line that's the like line that he has some distortion on his voice mm. for and then about like oh in the distance is a gathering it's long as he's so far away but it's also about 
rejecting your impulses. Deadly impulse seems so natural. Just look beyond it and we'll find a brand new evolution. So I feel like the crowd always takes it as just a good communal. Like, yeah, we're all in this together. We're a cool little community. Mm -hmm. AFI fans. But really, it's a surprisingly straight edge song, I guess. I don't know. Is that oh, yeah, crazy sure. to see it that way? Just be like all about rejecting impulses and yeah. we'll form a whole new evolution line yeah. by doing so. And so I don't think a lot of people connected to that. And it's, it'd be weird to be like Davey Havoc singing these lyrics and to see people in the crowd with a bunch of beer like rallying along with them. Like, yeah, we're, we're part of your evolutionary line, Davey yeah. Havoc. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that idea of AFI trying to build up the community angle so much? I feel like this album is really where it takes off, where it's like they're just addressing and building the community. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I am a big fan of bands that have like a huge fan base and mm -hmm. just this fun, like you said, communal atmosphere. Yeah. It's still also super smart to just mm -hmm. market your entire message down and make people feel so included mm -hmm. instead of so many other bands. I guess we kind of touched on earlier, just making it more self-centered and whatnot. Yeah. Jade Puget. Yeah, lousy giant Puget <laughs> singing about the witches. All right. Next song mm -hmm. is No Poetic Device. Let's just kick it off because the beginning's super fun. Let's do it. I will say, listening to this album now, mm -hmm. it's been a little while since I've listened to Black Sails in its entirety. This song, I think, had the biggest jump up mm -hmm. as far as my enjoyment. Like, it was always a fine song. I enjoyed it a little bit, I guess. But it's a pretty short song lyrically. Mm -hmm. And I just love that it is as repetitive as it is. Even, like, outside of the chorus, it's a fairly repetitive song about dreaming and whatnot. Like, did you follow much of the lyrics? Nope. Okay. But I thought it was great. Oh, really? You just didn't think love it's a it. fun song? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing with... with music you just hit skip track two times and you've got a really fantastic album <laughs> yes that is very true okay this is for this part that bass line's awesome this is like a choo-choo train it is yeah it's super training super training that's how they described it I'd like to climb aboard this train. Yeah. It's going to a fun place. Yeah. Uh, so the actual lyrics, I really like it. Uh, so here we go. I'll just read it off to you, Cork. I would love that. I've been dreaming. I've been dreaming. I was lucid. Blood was seeping. It was seeping from my pores. Who'd believe it was all my own decision? Crack faces and medicated smiles set fire to my home before I turned and walked back in. For every needle, open my chest and insert 10 pins. I just anticipate what awakes, what awaits when I awake, break. I die, I die in my daydreams, hmm. which is an awesome line. And I hope that the whole song was just written around that context of I die in my daydreams and then kind of backpedaling and creating a song around that. Uh, and then it just kind of repeats that. Like those are the only lyrics. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he just repeats it and put gives it a really fun beat throughout the entire thing. So I don't know how interesting this is, but yeah. I'll, I'll frame it by here's a story. Sure. So this weekend oh, I God. was listening to this. I was at the kitchen table uh -huh. setting the scene. Yeah. 
had a Bluetooth speaker uh-huh. playing this music. Sure. And um, for no reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of these uh, rock band guitars <laughs> not working. So I, I looked on, uh, online to see how to fix them because uh-huh. the buttons were sticky. So sure, I've set the stage, like I said. You're putzing with rock band guitars. Took them apart. Have all this, the guts and everything. Cool. And my wife was... She was doing some other project or whatever. And then she walked by and she goes, well, um, what is this? I said, it's AFI. She goes, this this is awful. She really? Said, yeah. Welcome to my world. And I, I instantly liked it more. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because, it, because I got like the whole like screw you mom thing. It was Re- like a big flashback. And then technically she is the mother of my children. <laughs> so so in her eyes and in everybody's eyes, it's like, oh, it's just dumb screaming. Is that kind of the overall idea? Yeah. I think there's a fair amount of that. Right. And, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you at least internally stood up for AFI. Yeah. Or felt the persecution of AFI fans that we felt for so long. Gordon. Yeah. Good. Um, there well, was good. a fire inside me. <laughs> and it was hatred for your wife. <laughs> but. Yet another crack. Just to set the scene. Yeah. To show how different our lives are. I listened to this album. Uh, because I realized I'd been sitting in my house all day playing City Skylines. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't have any food in the fridge. I'm going to walk to get some food. And so I walked and then it started snowing and it was like mm-hmm. a beautiful snowfall here in Minnesota. Just weird out of, out of place. Shouldn't it be snowing this late in the season. So I was walking to McDonald's and then I went and sat in a McDonald's by myself and ate a jalapeno chicken sandwich while it was snowing outside and listened to this entire album. A jalapeno chicken sandwich? That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's new on the menu. You should really check it out. I was just there today. And oh, I, really? I blew it. Yeah, you really should have gotten it. I mean, it doesn't look combo. like the picture, but it's still it's still all right. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun to listen to it in that environment. Hmm. I never really... I just listen to podcasts when I walk around. So even like walking there is fun just to listen to music for once in my life. Did you find your pace accelerating and decelerating depending on the song? That's right. And then during uh, No Poetic Device, during the train sequence for the drums, I gave a little kind of arm train wheel <laughs> movement as I shuffled down the sidewalk. Did you do like an invisible horn? <laughs> That's right. And then like 14 kids lined up behind me. I don't know what was happening. It was fun. That's great. All right. Oh, I was just going to say also uh, with... No Poetic Device. Mm-hmm. I think lyrically it's an interesting song. Um, but whereas with previous albums, it was super easy to like read the lyrics, relatively easy to read the lyrics and be like, oh, this song's about being angry at a friend, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Like this is the first album and it kind of touches with that uh, poetic angle where it's tough to read the lyrics and be like, oh, this song's about this. Mm. Uh, you can't really nail it down, which I guess you could see is kind of the mark of a better songwriter. So like the like like the best poetry that's it's right. just a string of words that don't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. You can't glean any kind of meaning. That's Love exactly it. right. Well, you can glean a little bit of meaning, but it's just, it's not all spelled out for you. Next song mm-hmm. is The Last Kiss. Right, here we go. <laughs> You know what they say there? What? So, lyrically, I'm not crazy about The Last Kiss. It kind of takes a step backwards, and it's more just about self-pity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it kind of touches on their earlier stuff. Like, even, like, he gets cutesy later on when he's singing. He's like, 
uh, please don't ask me just what I think. Trust me, you don't want to know. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's about like somebody hanging themselves for attention or out of spite for somebody else. Um, so it's basically the lyrics are this person committing suicide and then waiting for the person to walk in uh, to see what they become, yada, yada. Um, but the little, hang on, I'll play it again here. I never, or at least I didn't remember what that line was. The lyrics are, I can't stop the insects that are feeding. Really? Yeah. It's a weird one. And so once you have that in your head, that that line is stop Mm -hmm. the insects that are feeding, then like he repeats it so many times throughout the song, I just can't get that imagery out of my head. And it's such a weird twist for this song Hmm. to constantly think about insects eating a body. Uh, overall, I'm not crazy about this song. Yeah. Especially because, like, earlier on the album, he's like, hey, don't kill yourself. Yeah. Stay alive. Right. Live. Whatever you yeah. do, live. Live a good life. Don't be scared of everybody telling you what to do and whatnot. And now suddenly, yeah, talking about having to kill yourself in front of somebody else for attention. Or... I don't know. Like, that's not a great plan, if you really think about it. Unless you are able to see things after you've died. Right. Can I get unbelievably dark with you <laughs> let's do it it's an afi podcast for christ's sake yes a lot of suicides in my school growing up mm-hmm. i don't know why but it was a constant thing um and one person mm-hmm. um hung themselves and then and this is one of those things where it's like oh it could be an old wives tale it might not have been true but the story goes and i remember hearing this from multiple people pretty close to the source that like he set up a camera to film the doorway so that his parents' reaction would be filmed hmm. when they found the body so they would have that footage. That's weird. It is the weirdest fucking thing, and I can't stop thinking about why he would do that. Or maybe it was like to get the hanging on tape too, and then also the door was just in the shot. Yeah. That's f***ed up. Maybe it's completely untrue, but that's always what I think about now. When I'm listening to uh, AFI, The Last Kiss. Yeah. No, I'm sorry for bringing everybody down, but that is definitely what the song made me think of. I got here. I'll I'll tell you one that'll bring it down too. <laughs> sure. This this one kid at my school mm-hmm. uh, killed himself, and I saw him like days before with mm-hmm. one of my friends at the grocery store, and he tried talking to us, and we just totally blew him off. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So maybe don't kill yourself. If you're listening to this. Yeah, that's good <laughs> advice. Listen to, listen to like earlier David Havoc, David Havoc from earlier in Black Sails. And yeah, cut don't... your balls off and join a women's <laughs> bowling, league. bowling league. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's so a much, better alternative. It's so much more fun than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Holy f***. Seriously, right. that's not fun. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, it is fun. What is that? Is Jade really uh, flexing his range in this song. I don't know if this part stood out to you too, but around minute 40 of this song... Things change. There we go. Minute 40. Probably the part of this album that stands out the most. Budding Tom Morello. Yeah. It's weird. It's like he just got like a new pedal for his guitar or something, and he really wanted to show Check it off. Check this out. Or like he wanted to be like, I'm an AFI now. 
here's I'm leaving my mark. They've Everyone, always been known for their flashy guitar work. Yeah, everyone's gonna know my name, man. It's really odd. But I remember like hearing that, listening to like my Walkman on the bus over and over again, and like rewinding it, be like, "What the hell, AFI? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so disjointed, I guess. But I like it. I think it's fun. It's yeah. a fun little squealy odd sound. Um, all right, that's that's the last kiss. You got anything else to say about that one? It's a sad sack classic. <laughs> Run, don't walk. Uh, All right. Uh, Next song is Weathered Tome. Here it is. This one, I get to the chorus. This is maybe the most, maybe I'm not, I kind of consider it like the most boring song in the album. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's pretty run of the mill. adequate. Yeah. It's like the best parts of the other songs, except like brought down to like a four. It seems like you could do a copy paste of the chorus for this song in prayer position. Oh no, you're crazy. Prayer position is a masterpiece. Interesting. <laughs> that hey, soul but, sister line is pretty weak. <laughs> Could be. But like lyrics for Weathered Tome were about like going back to a spot and everything's changed, I mm. guess. I like the way it ends on a pretty hardcore scream here. Uh, here we go. My notes, I took pretty sensitive notes for this yeah. song. I wrote, good. Oh, okay. So you like this song. All right. Yeah. Hey, teach their own. Teach their own, Cork. Well, you you have such a raging hard-on for that first song of this album. No, I don't. I yeah. don't. Uh, we'll get to our least and most favorite song of the album in a bit. Okay. Uh, this next song, At a Glance. Yeah. Uh, it's weird for me because I used to love this song mm-hmm. so much. And when I talked about how No Poetic Device like shot up on my re-listening to this yes. album. At a glance, kind of shot down, where I used to love it so much, and I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I don't know mm-hmm. why I enjoyed it so much. You certainly get your money's worth. Sure. The chorus, I don't think, is the coolest thing. Like, eh, what if I could go to sleep for days? Yada yada. Does, musically, doesn't sound that interesting. But I thought he s- says, "Would you count the hours?" But it's yada yada. Yeah, it is actually yada yada. Big Seinfeld fans. I liked it until the ending because it oh interesting it just lasts forever. I think that's why I liked it uh, so much as a kid. Is it like really hits the AFI woes? Like they've been on the album earlier and even on earlier mm-hmm. albums a little bit, but this is the first one where it's like they. Hit you over the head with the woe introductions. Yeah. There it is coming up here. Whoa, 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 
a lot of that. I hope you like Woes, by the way, Jeff Quark, because there's going to be a lot of that in the next couple albums. Yeah, this is, yeah, it just goes on forever. Yeah, it's nice they changed the tempo, but... This would have been another great hidden track. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Or just trim off the Woes. I don't know. But if you did, then it'd just kind of be another on a CD single that nobody has to buy. Sure. You're big on hiding songs. <clears throat> All right, at a glance, stock dropped a little bit, but still a totally fine song. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to Jeff Quirk. Okay. Right. Now we're getting to the beast. Uh huh. God called in sick today. This is how the album kind of sort of ends. What'd you think of this one? I did not like the guitar. The guitar. The All right. And also, did you ever put this on a mixtape for a young lady? Did I? Yeah. No. Really? No. I remember I put uh, some, I think of only, well, I made a couple mixtapes. Mm-hmm. I made one in college freshman year. Mm. Uh, and I remember it had an Against Me song mm-hmm. on it. And I remember it was about like falling in love or something. And then I remember she's like, I really like the lyrics in that one. And like, I remember she called that out and I was like, ooh, that's good. And so then. If you like lyrics, you're going to love AFI. That's right. And then I this is weird, but I had, because she made me a mix CD, mm. and I put it in my CD player from college at the time, and then it sat in there for nine years, eight and a half years. Probably not. I'm sure I did a little bit when she first gave it to me, but just like I never used my CD player beyond that. Yeah. MP3s and whatnot. So it just sat in there, and then I recently started hanging out with her again, uh-huh. and I like brought the CD over to her house, like, hey, let's listen to this. And then we totally made out to that CD. Was it her, her just talking into the microphones for right. 45 minutes? Well, armpit sounds got in there for a little while. <laughs> that was really good. All right, so God Call and Sick Day. Let's actually get to this All tune. Right. You don't like the guitars? No. This you don't like? As soon as I heard this, I was like, this is going to be a really crappy slow song. Oh, no. It's it's a slow song. It, it kicks in. It has some aggression later on. but Sing along, Cork. Let's another murderous Well, I'm caught in the twisting of the vine. I love the kick in. Uh, I bet Davey was super nervous about singing this song for the first time. Yeah. Like, even though earlier on, you know, with Clove Smoke, he kind of touched on singing, but mm-hmm. like, this is him really bearing his soul in the first, like, ballad, you know? Overall, did you like God Called Sick today? Did it stand out a lot? I'm really just kind of ambivalent about it. I think it's. Mm-hmm. Did it, it feel like like a good closer to the album? I just want to know like how how much it yeah, stood out. I guess it, it felt like a good closer. Um, I liked it more than Clove Smoke Catharsis. All right, all sure. right, perfect. I was thinking about it yeah. while listening to this again. And like those, these lyrics are so burned into my head. I think this might have been like the first song for like a band that I was into where like I really got into the lyrics. Probably because like one of the few AFI songs where you can basically understand all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I remember like studying these and like looking them up and really memorizing them. Because like, especially when you're like 13, like this is emotion. Yeah. Like when you have to think about like how humans experience emotion, it's God called and sick today. It's got the good headline, uh, which I think is also like a Holocaust book. But 
So did you have a weathered tome of your own <laughs> as a 13-year-old boy where you would write down AFI lyrics? No, like my own like fan fiction or anything? No, like lyrics that they sang. No, no, I just look it up online. Interesting. You're so tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty. I was a pretty hip kid. Uh, we had the internet when I was thirteen. Um, but yeah, God called sick today. It's interesting mm-hmm. listening to it. I remember, like, I think it was even last week we were talking about like David doesn't write about his mom a lot. Yeah, uh, but there is the mother reference at the end of the song about it. You know, I can't stand my laughter as she cries. What is it exactly? For the song that I memorized the lyrics of. <laughs> They're just burned inside your They're brain. They're burned. Okay. And miles away, my mother cries. Mm. Uh, that line, it's like, oh, it's pretty direct. And But then the song ends on the line, omnipotence, nurturing, malevolence. And the song is kind of just about, you know, not exactly being a sociopath, but hurting people and not really feeling it, mm-hmm. I guess. And he kind of, it's one of those interesting twists too, which they did earlier about, <clears throat> excuse me. About a song being about a specific person, and then the lyrics kind of branch it out to they. Right. And in this one, it does the same things where it's like talks about like, oh, I can help my laughter as she cries, and it's like, oh, I can help my laughter as they cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wonder if it's this is maybe I'm probably reading way too much into it again. Oh, the symbols just, are fire. What's that? The symbols are fire. Yeah. No, but just the omnipotence, nurturing malevolence. I wonder if it's just ultimately about Davy, you know, self-educating himself being on this straight edge path and then just kind of feeling like above his family and kind of disconnected from them hmm. maybe or like from people around him he's he's his eyes are too open and the other people's aren't and he this is his sympathy song for the people whose eyes aren't open it doesn't seem like he's super stoked about it no it's a sad song overall yeah you can tell from the amount of woes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he has his fair share of woes so is this a closer for a show oh yeah this is the song that they sing for the encore. I mean, typically. Yeah. <clears throat> I think still, even to this day, I think last time they, I saw them live, I'm sure they still sang this song. But it's, you know, they go off stage and you sing, you know, Through a Bleeding Rare One, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then they'll come back out and sing God Called Sick Today. There's actually some great footage of them, like, early on mm-hmm. uh, in 1999 singing this song. And it's, it's fun to watch. <clears throat> Davey gets real emotional and gets into it. Like, he kind of, like, lies it on the floor and sings part of it and whatnot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> So, next song. After a long silence. Did So, I'm very curious how that worked, because what? how are you listening to this music? I downloaded it from Google Play. And so, they keep the hidden track Spirit Alive by putting like a big gap in between those two? Oh, yeah. It's just the worst. Because you look at that song and it says, oh, it's 13 minutes long. Oh, Who interesting. the time? Okay, yeah, because in mine, I just have MP3s, uh, and so I can just like jump right to it. That's a better solution. Yeah, yeah. But the whole idea for Midnight Song, the next song, Midnight Sun, the next song, is that it is a hidden track. So I like that they keep that alive in MP3s. I guess I don't listen to enough music to know if that's a common thing, mm-hmm. keeping the hidden track spirit alive. Yeah. Um. But, but did you notice what's fun about the name Midnight Sun? No. This is the crossover for a Twilight Highlight Zone and a Fire Inside Out. Our other podcast. Ah! Midnight Sun's the name of that Twilight Zone episode. Does this refer to that? Yeah, the lyrics are all about uh, paintings melting. Oh, I couldn't tell because I was so preoccupied with hearing him whisper. (laughs) (laughs) What is that called? HSMR? Yeah, Uh, I'm super into it. AMSR? Yeah, something like that. So I love how Midnight Sun starts out. Are we going to hear it here? See, Uh, this will add additional layers to me. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. 
But I love that it's like after waiting for such a long time, just having that low rumble to kick things off where it's like, if you didn't know what was going on and you just let your CD play, you'd suddenly be like, what is that? You jolted awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, just it's, like a, off. it's like rolling thunder. I think it's a cool-ass introduction to something hidden and secret. And the guitar is still like, it's really cool. So the actual lyrics of this song... It's interesting because it's all about things deteriorating and asking like what in this life is going to stand forever and mm-hmm. live forever. And then he screams that the answer is basically himself <laughs> or like, I guess you could kind of internalize it and maybe like, oh, well, I'm going to stand forever. I'm going to live forever. Uh, it's a real ego booster at the end of the album. Did anything stand out to you about this track? The Whispering. The Whispering. All right. Uh, that's coming in later. With the great gale. Great it's pretty cool. Uh, the Whispering is actually a Baudrillard poem, apparently. And you could never tell from just listening to it because it just sounds like nonsense. You can't even tell if it's English. Also, I got to look up some live footage to see how they did this live. Because it'd be a tough one to pull off live. Yeah. All right, there it is. Uh, so the actual lyrics of that poem, which you would never be able to figure out, mm-hmm. lyrics of that poem, what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, go, oh my soul, love, I pray thee pity from out this dark gulf where this poor heart lies, a barren world hemmed in by leaden skies. Yada, yada, yada. It's a beautiful little love poem mm-hmm. uh, kind of squeezed in there, but a cool way to end the album overall, I think. Yeah. I like that track. Yeah. It's interesting to like close out the album on kind of the the softy God called sick today and then to come back with the relatively builds to an aggressive song because mm-hmm. um, of the the way that it is on the, uh, the the album that i have yeah since it's a hidden track it isn't split off to where you can see the song title oh interesting okay yeah. so you just thought it was god called sick today or you considered it part of that song untitled number one <laughs> perfect yeah perfect um so a couple bonus tracks uh-huh. uh, that i want to get to uh lower it is a bonus track from this album it's it's a weird middle ground between Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes and Black Sails. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, we'll show up. Sorry for the audio quality on this. kind of sucks. Also, this song is kind of about... I think it's about warring ships, so it ties into the Black Sails theme more than mm-hmm. anything else. So I wonder if it was one of the earliest ones that they wrote, along with when they came up with the name of the album. I don't know how it worked. But it's about other flags burning, and our flag isn't burning yet. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. It's, it's pretty dumb. They said their flag is burning down? Yeah. Don't flags... They would burn up, right? Yeah, you'd certainly think so. I guess depending on where you... Yeah, we don't need to spend too much time. I just want to poke holes. 
and lower it from AFI. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. That sacred cow. <laughs> uh, there's also, around this era, a couple of other kind of bonus songs that were released on the No Time to Kill compilation. Okay. There's one called Transference, mm-hmm. which we can play here. And it's notable for having somebody else singing the chorus. Let's wait for that to kick in. It'll be pretty soon. You've got my number boy, is what he's saying. Man. Uh, actually, I, I do like the sound of the chorus in this song, uh, but that is the bassist, Hunter Bergen. Hmm. Uh, I think it's the only time he ever really gets front and center uh, singing, and like he's a kind of, it's a nice voice. It's higher pitched than you'd think. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. I'd like to see them do that live. I should actually look up that live footage. So after that song is done, does uh, David Havoc kind of use his foot as a hook to pull the microphone away from him? Yes, that's exactly like, right. And you're done. Never to return. Okay. Now we're getting to the good stuff, Cork. Okay. Because also on that No Time to Kill compilation, which came out in 99, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there is a hidden track. A hidden so track. So the Midnight Sun for this compilation is the most bizarre AFI song ever recorded. And I will just dive right in uh, and you can savor it. We're going to listen. I Normally we don't do this because yeah. it gets weird and kind of copyrighty. But we're going to listen to the, this entire song because I love it so much. Buckle up, kid. I am buckled up. Oh, brother. Chicken's good for the body. Chicken's good for the mind. Chicken's good for the funny bone. Chicken's easy on the eye. Here we go now. Yum, yum, chicken bone. Bop, bop, chicken. Yum, yum, chicken bone. Tell all your friends. Yum, yum, chicken bone. Bop, bop, chicken. Thoughts so far, Jeff Quirk. I don't even know. has to just be them eating lunch and then just improvise. Oh, wait, hang on. Your wife's in the shelter because she ran into the door. So it's about eating and then a little bit about an abusive guy? Yeah. I guess. It's just the themes they're dealing with that day. So is this what he associates with people who eat chicken? Because yes. he's a notorious vegan. Right. De- definitely. Hang on. Listen to the end, though. It's Adam Sandler. Yeah. But hang on. Nice. Okay. All right. 
We might have to record that tomorrow. <laughs> I love the way that ends. So it's just like they probably recorded just for fun while they're dicking around making black sales, and then mm-hmm. they just realize that it is a pretty catchy, fun little song, and they didn't want to throw it away. Yeah. So just throw it on this compilation. But like, according to like Wikipedia and stuff, like apparently people have brought it up with them. And they just have refused to acknowledge its existence. They just like play stupid. Like, we don't know what you're talking about. We never recorded this song about chicken and granola bars. Okay, so they do not play it live. No, I wish. Because I generally think it's like a fun, catchy little song. Yeah. It's like if, if I went down another path and wrote children's music, it would be the chicken I, song. I would change maybe a verse or two. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I say don't beat the kids. Yeah. All right, Cork. Get yeah. the chicken song out of your mind. Oh, I don't know how. Uh, overall thoughts on Black Sails. This is probably my favorite of their albums. Oh, good. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antithet and Stay Fashionable was your favorite before. You're right. I presume. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad I'm glad it tops that. Yeah. Definitely so far, it is my favorite. Their next full-length album is my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting going back to it just because like listening to those earlier albums, certain songs would pop out so much because those are the ones that I cherry-picked early on and listened to again and again and again mm-hmm. as being like the best from those albums. And then listen to this one, it's like no songs really pop out as proudly as the earlier albums just because like it's all just a good AFI level. So it's not like, yeah. oh, this is this is the key moment of this album. Mm-hmm. I think they're all just really, well, for the most part, I think really solid songs yeah. and really fun. And they really find their tone. Um yeah, like I said, like it's tough to read the lyrics alongside and you can criticize shoehorning lyrics mm-hmm. and kind of some dopey stuff left and right. But I do think lyrically it is a huge step up. Musically, it's a colossal step up. Yeah. Ben Hansen. Yeah. What is your favorite song? Favorite song? I was tempted to go with No Poetic Device just mm-hmm. because it stood out to me so much this time around. But I'm not giving enough credit to how in love with Melius Maleficarum I was. Uh, and so I have to give it to that. Mm-hmm. What about you? I really like Porphyria. Okay. I also like Narrative of a Soul Against Soul. Good. Great choice. Yeah. You chose correctly. <laughs> single choice. But if you had to, had to narrow it I down. had to. We'll just have to go alphabetically because I love them both so much. Sorry, Porphyria. It's Narrative <laughs> right. of Soul Against Soul. That is absolutely the correct choice. And your least favorite song. Oh, it's easy. It's Clove Smoke Catharsis. Yeah. I mean, you're probably correct technically, but I think I would have to give it to Weather Tome because Close Smoke, I agree, it's kind of a bummer and I'm probably talking myself out of it, but you're talking <clears throat> to yourself out of my voice. Yeah, but I think Weather Tome is just, my whole thing is Close Smoke at least is trying to do something different, mm-hmm. whereas Weather Tome just feels like, you know, a watered down version of the best parts of this album, which mm-hmm. I'm going to say Weather Tome was my least favorite song on the album. I would rather to hear a band try to do the same thing and kind of succeeding than trying to do something different that is terrible to listen to. Okay. That's where we disagree, Kirk. All right. This is a long one. They should have QA tests for albums. Oh my God. I bet, I bet they do. Yeah. Like you think that Nitro Records has? No, certainly not. Testing. But some later record labels that they're associated with might. But do you think like they just have like a room full of people like raise your hand if you're enjoying the music and then for like for an hour they just have to like slowly raise and lower their hand. No, they would have those dial things. Oh, where that's they're true. constantly adjusting like one to ten how they feel. Right, right. And I bet people are like trying to snap lower than one when that clove <laughs> cigarette song comes on. Uh, so if you had to give this album a rating, one to ten. 8.5. All right. I'll go ahead and give it a nine. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. There we go. 
There we go, everybody. Bok, bok, bok. No. So we're coming in at about an hour and a half, which is beefy for a Fire Inside Out. But so I feel many like, amazing insights, though. I feel like it was a decent episode. I feel like we did Black Sales justice. I give this episode an 8.5. Perfect. I am looking forward to people's feedback on uh, this one in particular. Uh-huh. And then, then next month, we're going to have another shorty. What? So the next album will be another short EP, uh, and it is the All Hollows EP really classic looking cover design it really is cool i used to have a poster of it actually um but it's only four tracks long it's a good one excellent so you can look forward to that so all hollows that'll be coming up next week uh we'll post it month so. before did i really yeah you did oh i'm sorry i didn't know what schedule we're on here next week we're listening next to week. all hollows ep mm-hmm. so tune in then and until next time have fun have fun yeah I'm to the dance, be real, play, you